Welcome to The Female Red Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. Welcome to The Female Red Zone. This is Mary Beth Kosmeski. Today, I'm interviewing Candace Barr. She is the owner of Barr Investment Group, a comprehensive independent wealth management firm in Carlsbad, California. She is also the co-founder of the nonprofit Women's Institute for Financial Education, which is www.wife.org. And through that organization, Candace and her team have donated thousands and thousands of hours and substantial assets to help teach and empower women, no matter what their financial circumstances. Now, in full disclosure, I am now on the board of the Women's Institute for Financial Education. I am thrilled to be able to help out with anything that Candace is working on, and I'm thrilled to have her on the show today. So thank you, Candace, for being on the Female Red Zone. Thank you, Mary Beth. It's a pleasure to be here. So tell me a little bit, this, the, women's, um, the Women's Institute for Financial Education, talk a little bit about the impetus for, for starting that. You've had this organization for many, many, many years, and you've made many strides, which we'll talk about. But talk about how this organization started and what it does today. Sure. Well, it goes way back 28 years. Uh, I have been a financial advisor for 35 years. And about seven years into my career, I had five women come to me over a course of several months uh, who had lost their husbands, either through death or divorce. And all of them said to me, we need to learn something about money. Is there a course that we can go to? Is there somewhere that we can go? Well, this was a real slap in the head for me because I was their financial advisor and they didn't know about money. I realized that I knew everything about their money, but I really didn't know anything about their lives. And for women, money is a very holistic thing. So I began to look for a place where they could go to get unbiased, independent advice, no commercials, and there really wasn't anything. And I met Janita Wall, who is the co-founder of the Women's Institute, who is a CPA and a certified financial planner. And she and I said, you know what, let's start something. So we began 28 years ago in the San Diego area as a seminar organization. We jumped on board when the internet became uh, a viable uh, communication resource. And we now have 55,000 members in all of the United States plus 12 other countries. And we are on the internet, as you say, at wife.org. And that acronym was absolutely intentional. Uh, yes, absolutely. Now, I know through um, through wife.org that you've done many um, incredible things in, in just getting women together um, to, to have conversations about these things. But talk about your sort of flagship program, which is the second Saturday program and how that got started. Sure. You know, a lot of people are confused because Second Saturday is about divorce and the acronym for, you know, the Women's Institute is life. And they're like, well, do we have to be married? Well, no, we really created and said we want to be the wife for women. Every woman needs a wife. And so we want to play that role of a sounding board, of a support as a partner for women, no matter what their financial circumstances are or where they are in their life. So one of the things that we found as we were in our fledgling nonprofit is that one of the financial, one of the, the largest financial transactions a woman will go through in her life if she has to go through it is divorce. Because literally you will lose half of your income and half of your assets. 
And so uh, we began a program in San Diego, which is an in-person program, to help women understand what the divorce process is because frankly going through that divorce process if you do not know what is going on is extremely expensive. Um, we have now had over 10,000 women go through our second Saturday program where we teach them in one morning the legal aspects of divorce and we're all volunteer. The attorney talks about how much money, what's a retainer? How much is a typical retainer? How long does a divorce take? What are the different forms that you can go through to, to be divorced? Then we have a therapist who talks about, you know, if you have a, a spouse that's a hostile spouse, how do you deal with a hostile spouse? What about your children? How do you make this through, you know, emotionally? And then we also go through the financial aspects of divorce. We talk about the 12 financial pitfalls of divorce and there's more information on our secondsaturday.com website and we now uh, have gone from having that very successful program in San Diego we now are in hundred and thirty different locations around the country to help at women and men some of the programs also are oriented toward men or are um, or, or for both and we talk about again all the issues that they need to know as they are going through or contemplating that. And we've been able just in San Diego alone to raise $300,000 that we have been able to give back for various nonprofit pursuits and, and scholarships. It's, it's really amazing because, you know, you start off creating just something because you saw a need and literally the next thing you know, it's a national kind of a movement. I, I know um, advisors and accountants across the country that are that have taken on your second Saturday program and they're introducing it in Connecticut and New Jersey and Montana and all over the place. And it's really it's something that is so impressive, but did you and Janita think that it was going to turn into this major um, kind of a national movement or did you, you were just doing it for San Diego? Right. Yeah. No, we didn't think that it would be a national movement, nor did we really intend it to be because we really didn't need another full-time job. We have our full-time <laughs> jobs, right. but you know, there's such a tremendous need. Uh, that the, the area, you know, divorce is something you would want to go through when you're absolutely clear-headed, you know all the issues that you need to face, you have money to be able to, to set aside to, to make sure that you can hire an attorney and so on. And all of those things are the last thing that you have when you go through divorce. You don't, you're, you're so upset. It's such a difficult situation. So we wanted to give people the resources that they need to have to navigate this, whether they are a woman in our program or also the men's. We also now have a men's program and there are co-ed programs as well. Well, it, it's pretty amazing. Um, so talk about the second Saturday that has, you know, with, with people doing it across the country and, and how somebody could find out more about that. So if anybody is going through divorce, uh, they can find the locations that might be closest to them at secondsaturday.com, and we have a locator right on top. If somebody listening to this is interested in starting a program in their area, they would simply contact us at wife.org, and we will give them a, a form to fill out to let us know 
what their background is in this area. And then we teach them the basic aspects and how to set up the workshop. And again, 28 years of experience and 10,000 people coming through our program alone, we know a lot about this. <laughs> we also have PowerPoints to show them that they could give to the attorneys or uh, if they're financial advisors to use themselves or for the therapist so that we are giving a consistent program. Now, we're not a franchise and we don't intend to be a franchise. We don't tell people exactly what they need to do to set up their own workshop in their area because they know that um, and they know the people in their area. But what we do is give them the guidance of the things that we've learned over the past 28 years. Yeah, I, and I, I encourage you know people to to check out this if they know anyone who's going through divorce. It's pretty it's pretty meaningful. But um, thinking about your your practice now, I know your business fairly well, your financial services practice. But you were not only have you put together um, with Janita this amazing you know foundation and and uh, well, nonprofit and and all the things that you guys are doing. But you and your husband are running a, a super successful financial services practice, uh, not on the side as your other full-time job, as you say. So talk about how, because I think working with your husband is very um, interesting because I'm not sure that um, a lot of women maybe could do it. But talk about sort of how that happened and a little bit about your career background, how you got to uh, where you're at. Sure. I started out as a stockbroker because that's what we were called then, not financial advisors, with E.F. Hutton in 1980. And so I probably would be your most unlikely candidate to become a stockbroker just simply if you looked at my background. I was the middle of three girls. My older sister was four years older and my younger sister is 12 years younger than I am. I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. My father was a blue-collar worker, my mom a housewife, um, and my father never made more than $20,000 a year. So here he's raising a family of five in, uh, in, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and he is not being highly compensated. But he Although he, and he was a product of the Depression, so although he was very smart, he was not highly educated. He simply had to go to school, uh, or actually into the Army right after, right after um, high school. That was, you know, during the World War II era. And, but in the 1960s, my father was, and, and had always been a very, very good saver. But I remember in the 1960s and the 1970s, my father every night after, after dinner would sit down at the kitchen table and uh, we lived in a two-bedroom home, actually a duplex uh, with my grandmother living upstairs and the three of us girls living downstairs with my parents. And my father would sit at the kitchen table and he would read the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times every night and he would go to the library and get value lines. And he wouldn't buy the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times because he was very thrifty. He would go next door after the man next door was done reading them, and he'd read them the following day and get all of the information that he wanted on, on stocks and so on. Then he would get ready to buy stocks, and he would call his stockbroker, and he literally would buy only 10 shares of stock at a time because that's all the money that he had. But what my father did, which was absolutely brilliant, which of course is what we tell people to do all the time, is buy on a consistent basis. 
-hmm. If you buy on a regular basis and you reinvest your dividends, ultimately things will grow. Now, my father bought two kinds of stocks, which you could do then. You can't do that now. You need to be much more diversified. But he bought stocks that we would say are non-correlated because they don't operate in the markets together. When one does well, the other type of stock does not do as well. And But overall, they, they do well together. His philosophy was that you always buy only what people need. So he bought two kinds of stocks, not just two stocks, but two kinds of stocks, oil companies and pharmaceutical companies. So imagine my father's buying Standard Oil and Mobil and Exxon and Pfizer and Merck in the 1960s and 70s and accumulating dividends. And literally, his 10 and 20 shares turned into thousands of shares, and he had a million dollars when he retired when he was 60. Now, hmm. the story continues, and that is that although my father was able to amass a good amount of money, you know, a substantial amount of time ago, my father uh, had Parkinson's, and he passed away about 10 years ago. And what he didn't do, which is part of what we do when we do holistic planning for people, is he didn't consider the expense that you would have with long-term care. And unfortunately, my father was in a nursing home for about three and a half years to the tune of about eight to $10,000 a month, a month for three and a half years. So it took a very substantial amount of wealth out of my father's portfolio that my mother ultimately needed and, and she did just fine and it was okay but what we have learned over the years is it's not just what you invest and what you accumulate but what you keep safe and make sure and what you protect going forward that also makes a difference to yourself and to your family. Yeah absolutely so so you you have this background from your father um, mm -hmm. And you started as a stockbroker. And talk about the path. And I, you had to be one of the only women in your organization um, at the time. So talk about sort of how that was and, and, and how you ended up with your, with your husband working with you. So my father, you know, who had sat at the, the kitchen table every night, was the one who said to me, you could do this. And that sort of struck me because I'm a teenager walking in and out and I wasn't, uh, you know, as you do when you're a teenager, you don't necessarily pay a great deal of attention to your parents, <laughs> but that really stuck with me. And so I have a degree in economics and I um, applied for a job at EF Hutton and I was one of two uh, women advisors in a um, office of about 45 men. And frankly, I think at that particular time, um, they probably were hiring with affirmative action because I know, you know, the manager who I have subsequently called and thanked him for hiring me, he's now in his 80s, um, said, you know what, we don't hire women. They typically don't work out. You know, they, they, they get pregnant and they're going to they're gonna leave. Well, you know, no, not so much. Um, <laughs> and so one of the things was my husband was in a career that was very, um, he was in pharmaceutical sales. And unfortunately, with a career like that, that requires moving, um, changing jobs and moving where they need you. And uh, although I assured the manager that, no, I would not be leaving and so on and so forth, my husband, about a year into my being a stockbroker at EF Hutton, um, said, you know what, I've got this opportunity and we need to move. Well, recognizing that that would be a huge upset to my job, and I loved my job, my husband said, you know what, I can see we're in incompatible careers. 
I'm going to switch careers. You're passionate about what you do. I will find something else to do. Well, the manager of EF Hutton said to my husband, you know, have you ever considered being a financial advisor or a stockbroker? And he said, no, I really haven't. He had a master's degree in guidance and counseling. Um, and But he took all the tests. He did extremely well. And, of course, guidance and counseling background is a tremendous background Absolutely. for financial advising. And so he and I worked separately but in the same office for about the first 10 years. We've worked together now for 25 years um, and we've been married for uh, it will be 37 years this year. Well congratulations and and I know John he's just absolutely wonderful and he's he he you would say oh he probably was a counselor or a teacher or something that really required caring about the other people and he's just absolutely amazing but I'm not sure I could work with my husband has have people told you that before they couldn't work with the, how do you do it yeah yeah the, the vast majority of people say that and and you know we knew we could work together because we could play tennis together on the same team <laughs> and so and the truth is it's not because I'm so exceptional that we work together it's really because my husband is exceptional he is he is extremely understanding and he understands that men and women come to things in a very different way and at first truthfully it was very frustrating for him because he would hear me in a conversation with somebody and my husband is very linear as as many men are and many women are too but very linear if one if we start out with one we need to go to two and then three and four where women I think and I know in particular I am I am much more inclusive inclusive and I tend to talk about a number of different things we both get to the same place but how we get there can be very different and so initially it, he felt like I wasn't following any agenda and the reality was I was but it was just in a very different um, different inclusive way and so he's now learned that that we all get to the same spot it's all okay and um, he allows me to sort of do what I do and that really is I'm the I'm the partner that does the financial planning and so I really want to look deeply at where our clients are going and Mary Beth um, actually you helped us a number of years ago articulate our value statement and, and I wrote a book and the title of the book as a result is it's more than money it's your life and we really believe that money is intertwined with everything in your life so we want to know about your life not just about your money yeah and you know what it's it's quite a unique thing to have a husband and wife working together because you're seeing things from both perspectives. And by the way, you have a much larger organization than just the two of you, but um, you know, you're, you're seeing things as the leaders of the organization from two different perspectives, which is also extremely valuable. Uh, so I, I just think it's wonderful. And there is quite a bit of value that you guys provide. And, you know, you, you could just do the nonprofit full time, but you're actually doing two things extraordinarily uh, both full time. So I don't, I'm, I'm still not quite sure how you do it. But Congratulations. <laughs> it's like, I don't know how you do all the things you've, you've done with all of your books and all of the other things that you have going on in your life. You know, I think that's how, that's how it is with successful people. And, and especially with women, we're jugglers. We've learned how to juggle. So it's, it's great. And I, I wouldn't give either of those tasks up in any way. Yeah, I, I, I hear you and I, I totally agree. Now, uh, what do you, what would you say is the most, I guess your, your most successful something that's happened to you so far in your career, something that you go, now that 
is what I can hang my hat on for a little while. Is there, are there things, do you celebrate some of these successes that you have? Oh, we do. Um, you know, and, and of course, um, you know, the obvious is, is when you make a difference to somebody in their life. About 70% of our clients at Bar Investment Group are, are single women, and 70% of them have gone through divorce. And so we are working with people who often are going through the worst experience that they have ever had. The other 30% are women who are, have been widowed. So that, you know, is, is so, so difficult. So to be able to take them through not only financially to get them on stable ground, but to get them through and, and move them forward and help them sort of psychologically look forward. One of the, one of the wonderful sayings that we have at the Women's Institute is it's, uh, it's, uh, small steps lead to big success. And we also use that at Bar, Bar Investment Group because sometimes women feel like they have to make this giant leap. Like life is something that you have to make this huge decision and it's irretrievable. And when you're going ahead and making decisions as you're making financial decisions as you're transitioning through, frankly, it's just a series of small steps. And isn't that pretty much true about anything in life? Most of the things we do, we decide to take a path and then it's continuing to take the small steps day after day to get to where you want to go. It's not an overnight success. It just gets you where you're going. So you really do have to be clear and just keep moving forward. Yeah, I, I agree. One thing I just thought of is you at wife.org, you guys have a bumper sticker. Do you want to talk about your bumper sticker? Because oh, I'm not sure how yeah. you came up with it, but I, I absolutely think it's genius. <laughs> sure. Our saying at wife.org is a man is not a financial plan. <laughs> and I usually need to explain that a little bit, not so much to women, but to men, because men sometimes feel like we're dissing them. Um, and as my husband says, oh, we're so much more than a financial plan, which is so, so true. <laughs> but the, the, the point is that no matter where you are as a woman, in your life, the chances are there's more than a 90% chance that at some point you will be alone. We talked about divorce and we know that 50% of, of women get divorced. And we also know that about 65% will be widowed. It tends to be us that outlive our husbands and 10% of women choose not to marry at all. So relying on somebody else, whether it's your husband or your mother or your sister or your brother is really not the best way to go. It's not that we don't want to be partners because men are wonderful partners. They're, you know, they help us with our children and, and, and we, we work collaboratively with each other. We, we want to be partners but not dependents. And so understanding what you need to know about money and the important things in your life is just something that you need to do to protect yourself. And one of the things we t teach people is how to set up a contingency day. Hmm. And what's a contingency day? Once a year, get together with your, somebody important in your life. And if, you, if you're a single woman, it could be your parents your, your, uh, or it could be your adult children. But get together and say, let's just talk about what happens if what contingencies do we have? So what happens if something happens to you? Where are the important papers? Who do we trust? What should we sell? What kind of investments should I sell? What kind of investments do I keep no matter what? 
where um, where are the insurance policies? Where are bank accounts? Do we have a safety deposit box? Where is the key? Any kind, and actually, we have that at our wife.org website. If somebody just puts in the search box "contingency day," we'll, we have a complete plan for them that they can download and just talk. Because again, each of us in our life is so busy. And so it is not unusual to say, okay, you handle investing the money, I'll handle the bill paying, but you still always want to check in with that person who was ever doing whatever to make sure you know what's going on. Um, although I've been doing this for 35 years and I you know, things have dramatically improved over the last year, I still come across people who are caught completely unaware when they lose their husband and they don't know what to do. And it does also happen the other way occasionally. I'll see men in that position, but a lot of time it's the women who just are so uncomfortable with trying to figure out what's going on in their financial lives when they're dealing with one of the most difficult emotional issues they, they will ever face. Great insight and so much value on the wife.org website. So, Candace, thank you so much for being a part of the Female Red Zone today. How can people reach you? I, I know we mentioned wife.org. You mentioned the Second Saturday website, um, other places that people can reach you. Sure. Uh, my business is Bar Group, B-A-H-R-G-R-O-U-P.com. That's my business web uh, address. And my telephone number is 760 Nine two eight eight, or again, we have the moneyclubs.com, we have wife.org, and we have one other thing too. Uh, I'm sorry, I said moneyclubs.com. I didn't tell you about that. And then our second Saturday.com, and moneyclubs is just a simple way for people to get together, for women to get together and talk about money. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. And from the Female Red Zone, this is Mary Beth Kosmaski. Thanks for listening to The Female Red Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.